When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 980. Stick around until the very end of the podcast. Even after the podcast ends, there is an ending word salad on this episode. Well, what's that, you might say? Well... I did the first one uh, on the Ryan Holiday episode, and I just said hey, whenever I kind of get struck by something, I'm going to post – I'm going to do a little – it's not like a postmortem really. Like sometimes it will be about maybe the episode or sometimes it will just be something that I wanted to throw in and it just isn't really – doesn't really make sense to do it in the intro. So it's just a separate little final thought thing and I'm calling it Ending Word Salad because I have no reason not to at this point. Um, so that will be at the very, very end after the episode ends. Uh, then it will be on uh, then. But right now let's talk about some events out there in the ID10T community submitted by you – the ID10T listener, uh, if you want to submit yours, you can events at ID10T.com. Use that email, events at ID10T.com, and uh, we'll try to get it on for you. Like Paul, who writes, I'm writing this to spread the word about an amazing organization. I have three-year-old twin boys who were recently diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, and they go to therapeutic daycare called Marty's Orchid House. They run mainly on donations and are always in need. It's a relatively new organization, and they do amazing work. So uh, go to orchidhouse.org. That's the website. Please send the people there uh, and also to follow them on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and just feel free to donate. Thank you so much, Paul, for writing in. And thank you to the Orchid House uh, for doing such great work. Um, the next corkboard item comes from Nick, who says... I just self-published my first novel, The Darkest Winter. It's about a man's journey to safety after a cyber-terrorist attack cripples the East Coast power grid of the U.S. More than just a survival tale, it's a look at how society reacts and treats each other in a time of crisis. In doing research for the book, I discovered that our government has no plans to handle a massive blackout event. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I didn't want to know that, Nick. Uh, the realization started a torrent of ideas to come to me and I started writing. Well, at least you did something positive with that thought, um, which my impulse was just to run around the house screaming, we're all gonna die. So uh, I think you did a much better job on that than I did. The Darkest Winter is currently available in paperback on Amazon uh, and as an ebook on the Kindle store. If you are a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, you can download it right now at no additional cost to you. Um, thanks, Nick. And again, for you out there, events at ID10T.com. 
this episode is someone whom I adore who has uh, been on the podcast before, but I'm so glad she came back on again. Uh, Andrea Savage. Uh, we dated back in uh, two, ought three. Uh, you have to say it with the old timey voice because it was a long freaking time ago. And uh, we've remained uh, dear friends. And she makes me laugh so hard. Even I think part way through the podcast, we both just stop and we're like, is anyone else going to think this is funny or are we just idiots cracking each other up? Is that what this is? But even if that's all it is, this podcast was so much fun to do. Because we talked about this on the Ron Funches podcast. It's like the podcasts aren't just great because they're podcasts and content and stuff. They're really like excuses to hang out with people that we never get to see. And so it's like, this is just like catching up with old friends. And then you, the listener are just invited along for that. All right. So come on along and join us, uh, as we, as we hang out again. And, uh, you should watch Andrea Savage's show, by the way, season two of it's called I'm sorry. And it premieres Wednesday, January 9th at 10 PM on true TV. And it's great. She's great on it. A lot of amazing uh, comedians, comedy people are on there that you know and love. And uh, Andrea is just a dynamo. Um, You know, she produces, writes, you know, was involved in editing, stars in the show. And uh, she is, uh, you know, just inspirational, that Andrea Savage. So it was delight, delight, delight to have her on uh, this episode of the ID10T podcast, which is brought to you by Robinhood, which is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. And they strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just wealthy jerks. Uh, Robinhood is a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Now, other brokerages are going to charge up to 10 bucks for every trade, but Robinhood does not charge commission fees. Trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Uh, and also, uh, they have analyst ratings, a buy, hold, sell for every stock. So learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track favorite companies with personalized news feeds. Robinhood right now is giving ID10T listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at ID10T.Robinhood.com. That's ID10T.Robinhood.com. Thanks to them for sponsoring this episode of the ID10T podcast, which is number 980 with Andrea Savage. Initiating ID10T protocol. I'll just rerun. Say. I'll just rerun the last podcast and, and just, just drop act in. Like it's new. 2018. Exactly. I'll just drop in the word. Just every 15 minutes, just drop in a reference from something like a music reference, like, or like a song that came out this year. Basket season three. <laughs> How have you been enjoying basket season three? Well, here in 2018, <laughs> it is really good. Well, Andrea's going to Italy again for a wedding. She sure goes to Italy for a lot of weddings. She does a lot of weddings. How was that wedding in Italy, by the way? Honestly, fucking amazing. Because you you seemed a little grouchy about like, ah, we're going out there for like a day. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I was real grouchy yeah. about it, which is the way I like to really go into most <laughs> weddings. Weddings. Or I, I have noticed that I do go into a lot of events like weddings or especially like showers. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. really go in with a not a great attitude. And uh, I grouch. Wedding showers or baby both, showers? Any yeah. of them. And then I inevitably leave going, that was actually really fun. Because those are basically just give me stuff parties. Right? But now I feel like I have enough friends who realize that that's shit. So <laughs> they've done better. You know what I mean? Like right. I like my wedding shower was also my bachelorette. I think I had like one day off or something I was working. And it was like I taught all my friends how to or people threw it for me and we taught everyone how to play poker because I play a lot of poker. So it was like that. And then my baby shower was a wine tasting. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't <laughs> I didn't partake. Um, but I was like, I don't want to do a shitty baby shower. Right. And so my friends were like, what do you want to do? I was like, well, do something that my, everyone will enjoy. And so we did like a wine tasting. Oh yeah. I think the only time I ever did wine, I never drank wine, but the only time I ever drank wine was with you. Oh fuck. Up- Come on. Listen. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> we, I, think we I liked in- it better when I was the reason you got sober, not the reason <laughs> you, you became an alcoholic. No, 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 no. It was far before you. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it was Napa. I think we went to Napa. I'd oh, never, yeah, we I'd did. Never, I'd never we been did wine go to tasting. Napa. I'd never been wine tasting before. And it was a different kind of... Wait, did we go with my brother? No. Oh, okay. We might have met, met up, up, with, my, met up yeah. with my brother, Garrett, who works yeah. in the wine industry. Yeah, may, maybe for like one okay. winery... Okay. Grape farm, Got whatever it. they're called. But I. Uh, grape farm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oof. Grapery? Grapery. Grapery. It was a grapery. It was one grapery. Beautiful graperies. Oh, they have such gorgeous <laughs> graperies. Have you been to the graperies in the spring? It's so good. Uh, they're real, that's when they're their grapiest. <laughs> yeah. I was proposed to in a grapery in Napa. Oh, is that true? No. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, how drunk did I get? What happened? You did, did we did we, get, we we are what? we are technically still so married. We're both, <laughs> we are both illegally married oh to other God, people. This, I'm so glad we had this podcast to sort this Thank out. Thank God. <laughs> I've been just waiting to drop this bomb on you. It was a different kind of um uh intoxication than I remember cuz the beer drinking, it was so long ago, but the beer drinking was like you sort of glide into it. And wine is like, I'm fine. I'm not fine. Like, it's it's hard It's hard and it's fast. Well, my guess is, and again, oh, I was my memory like is, beer? I was going to say you were drinking it like beer. So when you're guzzling wine. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't think that's most people's experience with wine. You sort of sip a glass of wine for So when like you bring a hour. wine straw and you... Remember how you used to drink beer with straws? <laughs> Did I do Wait, that? No. <laughs> but why would you have a wine straw if why you drank it I... like beer? Why would I... <laughs> That's my problem with that analogy, Chris. Is that I... You said, I, we said I we drank up, it like beer. I set up the bit, you yes ended the bit, and then I... Brought and then in I a was beer like, straw. And then I was like, what? <laughs> I, I don't understand. Well, you set up the rules. Ugh. See? I wish you would always drink beer with a Need straw. To... <laughs> Isn't that... Oh, that, it would have been such a nice story for me to it tell. It would have been a really so great years. story. It would have been a great story. You could still just tell it. Well, now... It's fine. Well, now people will know that it's a bit. And then he used to drink a beer and a straw. <laughs> Here in 2018. Uh, <laughs> how are you, by the way? How's things? I know you're. you're I, the, I've been. I know you're, the process of your doing your show is. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, I'm doing well. I I I, I don't want to 
bitch about when your dreams come true. So, you know what I mean? Um, the careful what you wish for. Not at all. I'm tired. I, I, I've, been, I've, I've hit um, next week will be 52 weeks starting uh, working on season two since I started the writer's room. Wow. So that doesn't include when I was staffing the writer's room and all of that, but when I actually started the writer's room. So, and you know, and I didn't have really a lot of time off in between and people are like, why isn't season two on yet? You know? Right. And I'm like, uh, Hey, suck it. Uh, You go make season two. Yeah. And it's just a show that takes a long time to make. Right. Because I have, nothing can overlap. And they're all based on real stories, and I work really hard to not make stuff repetitive or just be jokey or just become a caricature of a character. So everything is really considered and nuanced and worked on and everything's thought through, but it takes a long time that way. Oh, my God. Yeah, because you write the scripts, mm-hmm. but then there's impro- there's improv on the show. Mm-hmm. So the, the, edit is the editing process crazy. is probably just like the writer's room. Yes. Where you're just picking yeah. the best jokes. Yeah. So, and also, yes, I mean, we don't improvise that much on the show, like depends on the character, but there's always, and I think that's what makes the show kind of like crackle, I always say, like, is the little gems, like two little lines that we threw out or like a little thing right here and there. But to find those, you have to comb through everything. (laughs) So you're like, so it just takes a long time. But then if you get like eight of those out of the whole episode, that's what makes the episode sort of feel do you ever get a, do you ever get like a thing in the pit of your stomach where people start improvising where you're like fuck I mean, i'm gonna have to watch all that god damn it people Just, like myself <laughs> yes, where exactly. i hear myself talking and improvising going well why would you do this to your future self <laughs> fuck you future fuck self you. <laughs> suck it future self fuck enjoy you. that Late. enjoy combing through that rambling improv fuck you fall of 2018 yeah. andrea savage <laughs> where you thought you might get a break <laughs> nope uh i do think that yeah a lot As of the it's time. happening. Yeah. So then once no, you're done. But, it's, but, I, but it's worth it. Because the show premieres in December. No, uh, January 9th. Okay, January 9th. But cool. Also known as January 9th. Also, yeah, yeah. AKA, so 2019. 2019, yeah. So then when do you like not have to do anything for a bit? Uh, I will. I, we were hoping to finish post. Um the beginning of December, but that's not going to be the case. Mm-hmm. So I will finish post as the show is launching. So um, I will finish post mid-January. Oh, wow. So I'll be launching the show. So at that point, though, I'll launch, you know, so then I'll have press and that kind of stuff. But then I conceivably have a break. It's so funny. When you first start out your comedy <laughs> life, you're like, I'm a performer. And then at a certain point, you realize, I'm a performer and an editor and a director yeah. and a marketer and yeah. a business person and a liaison with the network. Like, there's so many And in charge of a lot of people and personalities yes. and people who don't actually, you know, and, and departments. And yeah, it is. It, and that's what I think has been the biggest eye-opener. Like, even when we're shooting, you know, also I look back and I go, remember that choice I made to make a show where I'm in every scene? Yeah. That's a choice I've mm-hmm. thought back on. Yep. Thought back on yep. um, that style of a show. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm doing rewrites and all that stuff throughout and throughout shooting, I'm in every scene and we're tweaking and we're this and that, but it's the amount of energy towards all the other stuff, which takes up like 70% of my energy. Like yeah. it really, like the performing I'm kind of doing in a weird way, like on rote. It, I know that sounds terrible, but like that's the part where I'd go, yeah, I can do that. I memorize you know that my part. lines. You know that part. Yeah, it takes time to, you know, I have to memorize every Sunday is just taking memorizing lines for the week. You know what I mean? Right. But that part, it's the 
camera department dealing with the AD department and the this department and you know that and then also you know it's approving props six oh, yeah, you're weeks from too. now it's the producing crap services out of Wrigley Spearmint gum I, I don't well that's what am I supposed to do that's only that right when Kathy now? Baker's on set <laughs> oh, is she, is she, she a is just a diva about crap service <laughs> just kidding no Kathy Baker's amazing <laughs> to one sticking point it's just a she, we gotta get that Wrigley's we gotta keep her in Wrigley's these are just Eric Cheese Doodles! <laughs> Where are the fucking flaming hot Cheetos? By the way, it's cute that you think that we have any of that at our craft service. <laughs> we have a lovely people in charge of our craft service. We don't have a lot of money for craft service. Our craft service is, is small, but I want to say mighty, but also it's just small. Like a loaf, a loaf of bread. Like, molded no into joke. different <laughs> shapes of things. People just, are always like, I'll come visit and I'll just hang out at craft service. I'm like, <laughs> okay, but no. we don't even have red vines. May- oh, come on. you got to just get red vines. Just pick them up on the way to set. That's all you got to do. You- Where am I picking up red vines at 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. They're open. I know the name is 7-Eleven, but they're open 24 hours. All right. All right. Why aren't they called 24-sies? Why is it did called just, 7-Eleven? Did we just go back 40 years mm-hmm. in a stand-up? <laughs> did we just witness someone stand-up? I just need in? to know who the ad wizards are who came up with this name. <laughs> I love it. What's happened, Chris? Are you okay? We're just not exploring any new concepts anymore. It's so crazy. Um, I know my birthday's coming up. At, well, when we're recording this, my wait, birthday's what? in a week. A week from today. It is? Yeah. Isn't Why that crazy? did I not think your birthday... Your birthday being in December does not ring true to me. No, it's in November. I mean, November. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> See what's happened in my life? I'm I know like, what you're trying to do. You're trying to get done faster than you're done with your work, and you still got to, you just, you. Surprise, oh. you have another month of work oh. that you forgot about. Did you about. see what my brain, that like legit was my brain just I know going, why it happened though. I'm already dealing with deadline. like it's just I'm already. I said December earlier in the thing and your brain just grabbed that. And yeah. Went, it's December. Yeah, no, it's but that's how, December But yet. why is my brain grabbing onto that? Because you're doing everything you can to just grip yeah, on it to. Is true. Any clues of, re, of where we are in life. I'm just going, oh, he said December. I guess that's where we are. I mean, I remember, I remember when I was at my busiest busiest where it was like at midnight and Mm -hmm. talking dead like there were 10 things going on at the same time and I would say to Lydia like I'm sure I'm pretty sure I have early onset Alzheimer's because I was just I would forget the word for fork you know I I actually I'm no joke I have been worried about my memory recently and I am just going you know what you just have to accept that it's just there's too much in your head right now it is it is because it's between all the work and then I also have a child and I have a life and and lots of other things too so it and you said you're moving which is a terrible idea in the middle of all this I can't even (laughs) feels like maybe it wasn't was this not mostly your decision about it. <laughs> I, I legitimately... Honey, you won't have to do anything. I'll do all of it. <laughs> do you have a camera? <laughs> and it'll a be taping fine. device? Stop. I'll take care of everything. Don't stress it. It'll be fine. Honey, where's the thing? You're going to be able to do the... <laughs> Uh, Honey, am I going to be the only one who's doing all the movie? If I rip my clothes off, jump in your shower, and you find me in a fetal position, this is your fault. I'm so sorry. Because you it's brought December. this up. It's December. It's December. Wait, when, okay, give me your birthday again. November 23rd. Okay, that sounds more right. To yeah, me. yeah. You're February 20th. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Chris, now 
I feel terrible. No, I'm not. You know, listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm calm. I don't. I'm not doing fifty things at once. I'm gonna not lie though. Even I feel like if I wasn't in the middle of that, November twenty third would have escaped me for some reason. That is not ringing true to me. I mean, I know you're not lying. I'm not accusing you of lying about your birthday, but like, I'm like, God, that doesn't <laughs> be a weird lie. <laughs> Nah, I was just kidding. I'm in, it's, like, and you know, it's April. You know, there are people that, who don't understand comedy. Like, people don't understand that comedy is like a sword and not everyone yeah. should wield it. And so they'll just, yeah. they'll, they, they'll do the, I'm just kidding, but of really ineffectual things mm-hmm. that don't. Yes. And which is something that kids do, but they grow out of because they try it out. They'll, they make up jokes early on when they're really young. And you're like, well, that's actually not a joke. Like, that, that's just a statement. That's the person who's like, thing. everyone says I should do stand-up. Oh. Uh, I went and saw uh, I went and saw Avengers the other day. Did you? Nah, I'm just kidding. Why would what? you? That doesn't, Wait, yeah. who said that? No, well, no one, but in this bit. Uh, oh, someone, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, I was just making up a person. But, Got it. But I, ha- but I have that known people. has some. very annoying. <laughs> it's not a good person. The, I'll, let you, I'll be honest. The voice is annoying. Really? Are you sure about that? Pretty sure. Would the moving thing have been worse if your husband <laughs> was like, let me just, I'll do it. You get, I'll do all the moving. And then later, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> you do it. If that, I will, I like to play that game uh, of like with my husband or with other people, like with friends or um, like my uh, amazing kosher runner, Joey Slayman, whom I love. Uh, who keeps keeps me alive and we pull each other through. This thing of like, okay, if you and I had met and we had a really nice meeting when we first interviewed, but then we walked to our cars and then you saw that I drove a monster truck. Like not just a small monster truck, but the biggest fucking monster truck. <laughs> where you have to climb up. Where there. literally I had to hoist myself in. Yeah. And it didn't have flames or anything, but it was just white. Yep. Big monster truck. Would you have still taking the job like those kinds of things or my husband like if everything else about me is the same we have a great night whatever you walk me to my car and I have a car just like a like a race car like whatever but with flames like I just with flames or like truck nuts hanging down and I have a like some sort of like yeah rear entry here bumper sticker like just but it was a very pleasant you know, like, but we nice. had the best day, yeah. and everything else about me is the same. Well, Does it go forward? Okay, so I have a so I have a follow up question to mm-hmm. that. How do you react about the car if I ask you about it? Because in other words, if we have that's really... what Joey she was like. Well, when I bring it up, do you say, "Oh, it's kind of a bit that I do," or are you really defensive? Like, what the what are you talking about? I said if she was like, "Oh, wow, that's not the kind of car I would imagine you with," I'd be like, "Really? Yeah, not really defensive, but just to be like, oh no, I'd be like, no, no, no." That, that, if you knew me better, you'd know this is my kind of car. Then that would be a red flag to me because you got mildly defensive about it, which means that there are landmines. And there's no way there's not landmines. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with the future. Look, maybe when you were a kid, your dad took you to a monster truck rally and it really resonated. Like when I first met Lydia, our, our first trip away was going to a rodeo. Like she, Great. she was like, she was learning how to bull ride when we met. That's awesome, though. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool. And we went to the... Uh, but I don't... I mean, again, I don't know Lydia. I've met her very briefly once. I don't know if that's completely incongruous to everything else about her, right? No. When you, when you get to know when her. When you get to know her. Yeah. 
But I thought it was awesome, yeah. you know, when the she sent me this picture of uh, uh, Ty, her friend Tyler took a picture of her because they take a lot of crazy, weird pictures. There's this really cool picture of her, like just nude on a bull. You can't see anything really, but but and her hair is flying back, and it's a fucking rad picture. Wow. Yeah. I wrote myself a surprising and alarming amount of nudity in my season this year. None of it is What are you trying attractive. to express? But, None, they're, <clears throat> but they're, it's all in like horrifying re- things. Like they're all horrifying situations and I don't want to spoil any of them. But it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh God, that's terrible. Like where you have to be crouched in positions that doesn't matter how in shape <laughs> you are. Just like it's not going to be pleasant. And and I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking hilarious! Right, right, right. And then there's the days on set where I'm like, literally have to sit for a second by myself right before and go, you did this to yourself. <laughs> this was something you did. All those positions where you just like look like a cross section of a turkey wrap. Yes, <laughs> just like every little fall. But that's great. No, I know, but it got to the point where my lawyer was sending me my cease and desist letters <laughs> against yourself. <laughs> You're yeah. sexually harassing yourself. Oh. You need to stop well, expecting yourself yeah, to. Yeah, don't even get me started because I like to say I'm HR. Yeah. So I'm set. But my lawyer, I think it was the fourth nudity writer, he needed to send me for myself. Gotcha. As the actress, whatever. Yeah. And he, he was just like, so here's another nudity writer. I had to write back, I promise oh, I am not weird. nude <clears throat> the entire season, too. It's just, a, a, it's it, just several times. It's just, <laughs> it just seems to be coming up a lot. But what, um, so what do you? So what do you? You know, like. But I'm wearing modesty wear, which while you're shooting it, which to be honest is modesty wear. Is that what it's called? Yeah, dude. That's so. That's, what a pleasant name. Mod, <laughs> modesty wear sounds like like that's what it's called. It, that sounds like lingerie for old people. Modesty. By wear. the way, it looks like it, it's flesh toned. Sure. It's so much more horrifying to see someone in modesty wear than actually see someone because nude. it just looks like that uncanny valley robot boobs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it's all. So they're all shaped in unflattering cuts, <laughs> and it's just flesh colored. It's way more upsetting to stand in front of a crew of people in flesh colored modesty wear. Yep. Then probably it would be to just not be wearing anything. Flesh colored modesty wear should be a title for something. I don't know what it is. And you're just also just picturing you just standing there like, so guys, what are you gonna do this weekend? Like, just- I do kind of get now how like people say like on porn sets people don't even put their clothes on in between. Right. Because at first in the beginning of the day you're like, oh, the robe and the wardrobe person's like the second they yell cut, they got a robe around you. But then it's like there's not that much long and be- not that much time in between takes. So by like uh, I don't know an hour and a half into shooting, you're like, oh, no, I, just, I don't. But need do to veteran porn road. stars still get first aid jitters? <laughs> They're like, you know, when you're not nervous, that's when it's time to quit. Like, do they ever? Is it still exhilarating? I don't know if that's really the. Well, I'm just saying. People say like nude people are just like chatting around again, craft service on hey. porn sets. Well, uh, that's uh, some nice looking modesty wear you got there. Oh, hey. I like the color of your flesh. <laughs> like of your, yeah, that's a good flesh tone you guys caught on that modesty. Do wear. you ever watch Naked and Afraid? No, you haven't. I've seen a little bit of it. It's a fascinating show. It's a fascinating show because it's exactly what you're talking about. Where right away. They just have to get over the fact that yeah. there are two strangers who are just standing completely nude in front of each other, yeah. and they have to survive and not get eaten by jaguars. Yeah. But it's a great, um, 
it's I don't know. It's just really interesting, and you can't. It's hard not to watch the like when the dude's walking by, and you're just yeah. watching to see if the little blur swings. Oh, you know, it's like well, <laughs> that feels like you're watching it with a different eye than other. That's you know, what like you're... when you're watching naked with a bowl of mayonnaise, and uh-huh, um, uh-huh, and uh-huh. and you're just watching it over, over and over, and over, and over just again. certain clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. The same clips and the bowl compelling. of mayonnaise and you're mayonnaise. pouring on your dick. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> While you're watching it? No. What are you talking about? Sorry. I thought your dick was dry and you yeah. needed mayonnaise. And you were using that time to, to moisturize your dick <laughs> while you were enjoying some television. What did you think? I'm sorry. I can't do the bit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and also, how do I escalate from that? There's just no way to escalate from that. Ah! Champion. You win. You win. Yeah. You just spike the ball. Um, speak, talking about modesty wear, you thinking that's a weird term. Did you hear that HBO now has an intimacy coordinator <clears throat> for their sex scenes? What? That's what they've named it, an intimacy coordinator. Just because I know sure they've had everyone's... a lot of complaints on certain shows there of people saying this wasn't handled well. There's a I lot would... of shows with nudity and a lot of extras and all that stuff. So I get that they have an issue there, but the, the... term they 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 went with was intimacy coordinator. That sounds like someone that you go to see when you and your significant other mm-hmm. are having problems in the bedroom <laughs> uh, and an intimacy coordinator comes in and, you know, they bring in their they modesty. bring in their modesty, modesty wear. wear. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, they call it an intimacy coordinator, which, again, I do comedy. I've never had to do, like, a serious... Real sexy. I guess that's better than calling a doing it coach. It's probably. I better. would a thousand times prefer if they were like, "All right, Savage, you got to talk to the doing it coach <laughs> for five minutes before this scene." Versus uh, Andrea, the intimacy coordinator, would love to talk to you before you shoot the scene because already, again, and I've never had to do one where it's like, "You, we really need this to look like you're intercoursing." How about dry hump governor? Would that work? Again, all of these <laughs> are better. Okay. Savage, the dry hump coordinator's coming over. Dry hump governor? Governor. governor. Yeah, I made Great. him a governor. Great. I don't know. I made him a governor. I don't know why you assume it's a man. I don't know why I assume it's a I the said, intimacy. um, um, like E-M, um, I made him, like it could be a man or a woman. You imagined a man. I... And I imagined a woman. <laughs> and that's... Get out of my head. Don't tell me what I imagined. How dare you? How dare you, madam, come into my house? <laughs> well, you In invited me to your house because that's, that's where you record this. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <sighs> <clears throat> anyway, my point is I'm just clearing the I again have not ever had to like actually be like really nude with someone like actually like touching You've parts. never done a you've never done a sex scene like before? A, I've done sex scene, but they're all comedy ish. So yeah, so you, you have that layer mean? of defensive you have a layer protection. Of de- exactly. And it doesn't need to look like someone's actually like do like inside you. You know what I mean? And yeah. they're not you don't see like mouth on it. Like I've never had someone who's actually had to like put their actual like mouth on my actual bare right, breast. Right. Um but they've but they've they've, they've had to get they've on that gobbled on a lot mod- of modesty wear. <laughs> choked on modesty wear. Poor Tom Everett Scott. <laughs> he has choked on modesty wear for months. Um mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'll wear a couple layers. Um, sometimes sex, scene, sex scenes always take like sex scenes in movies always ta- there there's a there are, there are certain things that are not accurate to real life that I understand cannot be in of a movie of course but just in the sense of like you know two people just pull over and they have sex in a car <laughs> and they just drive off it's like no there's clean there's there's 
stuff that needs to happen. What's yeah, yeah. I always think I'm like they'll just put their clothes back on. Like okay, let's go to dinner. Like yeah, I, I feel like I was I was like there was something I was going to say about that intimacy. Cor- oh, just basically, I feel like it's already awkward enough. But if you had to have somebody, like I was thinking about, what if there was an intimacy coordinator on my show? Like already, like Tom and I have a great relationship. Like we are very comfortable. Like we get through it and it's fine. And I don't feel creeped out and I don't think he feels creeped out. Like it's fine. And this season we have a couple intimate sort of scenes. And it's already though like a touchy weird thing. But if I, if there was some person getting between the two of us was just like, hey, um, <laughs> just before we shoot this. If you happen to brush a nipple by accident, uh, let us just know so maybe we can address it. And if you need to talk about your nipple being cut, like, like it would get me so more nervous. Like it would make me so much more uncomfortable if there was a person guiding us through. I only ever had to kiss people a couple times. uh, Our entire relationship was. (laughs) We needed an intimacy coordinator. That was our problem. Intimacy coordinator. Chris. Hi guys. Hi. Um, so, so if if there's any, um, uh, he's drunk, <laughs> um, and it's on wine, which is very unfamiliar to him. And he drank it out of his beer straw. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you at any point feel uh, anything, any, yeah, just uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like anything. If you're able to feel anything. <laughs> God. We're laughing at ourselves way too much. People are going to be listening to this going, Fuck these assholes. God damn They're not it. fucking funny. Why do they keep laughing at themselves? What are you, the internet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about anybody else. I'm just happy I that know. you're here. I'm, ha- I'm kidding. I'm, I'm happy. happy that... I'm happy that we're friends after all these years, Andrea Savage. Aww, it is crazy too. just thinking I about know. how long it's... Let's not. <clears throat> I mean, like it. a long... I know. Long time. I, I know. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not young people. <laughs> you know what freaks me out is that um, uh, that if people who could vote in this midterm election uh-huh. uh, yeah. were born in the year 2000. That's weird to me. Yeah. Uh, that was a hard pill to Remember swallow. when that used to be like, the future, the year 2000. Yeah. I always remember my one of my best friends, Tara. When we were in college, like freshman year of college, she was worried about how she was going to get a babysitter that night. What? Mm-hmm. Which I just found like that was her work. Like mine was like, I wonder what I'll be doing. Oh, did she? Oh, she had a. No, she did not have a child. We were 19. But she she was, was in her head like, I'll probably have, maybe I'll have forward. a child and I'm probably going to need to get a sitter. Is she okay now? Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very. Uh... <laughs> She's fine. Maybe. <laughs> She's holding okay. on. No, right. she's great. Okay, she's good. great. She's awesome. Good. But I always found that to be so funny because I remember us talking about it like back in the day or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, like, where am I going to be? Where am I going to celebrate it? Do I want to have a boyfriend? Do I not? Like, do I want to be like, how do she's I want like, to get a babysitter to go like, out? Oh, I just I always was worried how I was going to get a babysitter. Does but she have any kids? She has two kids. She does. Yeah. And did you ever ask her how she dealt with that? Well, she didn't have them then. Oh, OK. Because we weren't that old. <laughs> like. Because the year 2000 just sounded like it was... It was just to her... But I just always thought that was cute. What is she doing now? What what, what did Tara end up doing? Tara's still one of my closest friends. And actually, the the character on my show that Alison Tolman plays is based on her. Oh, Alison Tolman is so funny. Oh, don't. She she did two amazing episodes this season. Your cast is... I mean... Terrible. (laughs) Literally some of the funniest people in comedy. And this season, we've got... 
Great people. Drop some names. We got great people. There's one person I wanted, but... But uh, someone... Uh, I, I would love to do it. I know. I would love to I do know. it. The scheduling was weird. I know. I know. But can, if you do it next season, can I do it next season? No. <laughs> that was it? That was it. One, one window shuts? Yeah. What about... What about when a window shuts, a door opens, or a door shuts, a window opens? I've never heard anything like that. I'm, <laughs> no, I don't think a that prison. makes sense. <laughs> one, one way or um, we, yeah, we Well, we've got a lot of great people back. We've got everyone back. we got Allison Tolman, Martin Mull, Kathy Baker, Nelson Franklin, who plays my brother, David, um, Mansukis. we got Sheer back, Kulap back, Gary Anthony Williams, whom I love. Uh, all these people back. And then we've also got Lennon Parham this season. Oh, wow. Adam Scott, June Raphael, uh, Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen's very funny. Um, we got, I don't, I feel like, I can't, I'm, I'm blanking that Adam probably Scott, on great. That Adam Scott, I feel like, should be captured by a science lab mm-hmm. and dissected mm-hmm. to figure out what genetically mm-hmm. makes him so unagingly perfect looking. I mean, his hair, it's just the hair and the jawline and the brow, like he's hes hes going to be a handsome man for the rest of his life. Adam, I've no, uh, weirdly known Adam a long time and yeah, I would agree with you. He, um, our, our, our children are in the same class together so I see him on a regular basis. Even at drop off in the morning, he looks great. Yeah. It's annoying. Some, some people just got, some people just have the gene. You know, they just have the gene. He, I also know that he does hair and makeup every day before he leaves the house. <laughs> they come at six and... <laughs> they gossip for like 15, yeah. 20 minutes. He gets full hair All right, well, makeup. we better get into this because I'm going to have to drop the kid yeah. off soon. Oh, yeah. They start doing yeah. the... Mm-hmm. They put, put the put the iPhone with the Pandora station on. What yeah. do you want to hear today? Wilco? Yeah. Or like, what do you want to listen to? He gets touch-ups like... <laughs> In the middle of when they're graduate, like when they're moving up from class, like on the last day of school, and we do the he hires people at gas station at various places to just like pull in and then just do a quick touch up, and then he and then he pulls off. I mean, that's the only explanation I can see. No, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Do you think that you? I I am. I'm really interested in this idea that when you say like I wrote a lot of nude scenes for myself this season, do you find that when you get to the end of the season? You kind of go, oh, I think I was trying to express this actual real thing that I was feeling. Is there anything about your show that you think is is real, or do you think that it's like, do you think like, no, no, it's it's like it's a comedy show and it's completely separate, or do you feel like with a lot of art, it's, you know, like, oh, there's yeah. some stuff that I'm trying to deal with. You know what? I don't, I don't think I walk away going it's stuff that I'm dealing with, but because it's all based on real stories from my life, and then this season also incorporating some of the real other- stories. <laughs> That's actually we're gonna have your voice come in. I'll, I'll give it after to you. the opening credits, you right before the first scene. Real stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't because because it's not uh, you know it's not uh, it's episodic. So it's not like there's a growth in each season. So you know what I mean? Like it is a pure episodic comedy. It's not. Um, What's the other word that's the opposite of episodic? What, like a strip show or like... Like a, um, you a strip, know. strip meaning five days a week, not Yeah, no, like, no, no. I mean like shows... like you're taking off your clothes. Well, mine's obviously a strip all, show. Which also is, yeah. Yeah, no, the term for like serialized? I guess so, yeah. Yo, like most shows now, like transparent or whatever, like like they build on each other. What is the word? 
Yeah, like like a, like serialized episodic television. Yeah, serialized episodic, and very rarely now is it like it's episodic, where it's like each one is an individual story, and there's not like growth or arc. Over yeah, it's the not season. like NCIS or like uh, or a lot of comedies now, or a lot like of comedies. like Transparent or Atlanta. Like there's like a you're following a story throughout. This is more old school, like old Raymond or something. Like where it's just like. Each one's separate. I've been watching. <clears throat> I've been watching um, Cheers mm-hmm. every night on Netflix because I, I I always wake up at uh, I wake up at like three or four in the morning mm-hmm. always. So I just uh, and I'll you just, go back to sleep. I, it takes a minute, but yeah, but like, you eventually do. Yeah, I'll 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 watch Cheers. Yeah. I've been watching Cheers every night. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing. Like from yeah. episode one, season one, amazing. Yeah. And uh, and it never and that show fascinates me because. Even with major cast changes, they still were able to keep the show locked in and focused. And now I'm on – and I watched it when it was on, but it was a long time ago. Now I'm on season 10. Wow. And it's still – Still good? Still good. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's that's hard to do. Really hard to do. But actually probably because they did switch cast, it actually gave life into the show because then you can explore new characters and new – because – Shelley Long left pretty early on though. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And then, and then, but then uh, Kelsey Coach Grammer, died. yeah, Coach died. Then Woody came in, yeah, and but and Kelsey Grammer became a bigger thing. You know what I mean? And then you got to the Kelsey Grammer of it is so fascinating too because he just comes, he just, I, I, I'm guessing he was only ever supposed to be on like one or two episodes I'm sure. as Diane's uh, other, yeah. you know, stuff. Yeah, like some say. arc, you know, like a small arc. I'm and sure then when it he became... came on the set that first day, wasn't like I'm going to be playing this character for the next twenty years, like and. Wildly successful. Your impression of Fraser is spot on of Kelsey Grammer. It's me, Andrea. It's it's Chris. It's no, not Kelsey I Grammer anymore. To believe it because that was uncanny. Or is it? <laughs> no. Now I just sound like you're not going to get this reference. But now I just sound like Deckard Kane from Diablo. But don't worry about it. You don't know that reference I don't. because you don't play video games. I don't. But it's fine. He talks like this. Just in case you were wondering. Hello, I'm Deckard Kane. There are like 10 people right now who have to pull their car over laughing. Great. You're not going to be one of them. <clears throat> well, no, because I'm not driving. There's, I'm... Someone is going to pull over and be laughing so hard they're going to need an intimacy coordinator for themselves. By the way, if I could provide intimacy coordinators for every single person listening, I would. So I was an intimacy coordinator at HBO <laughs> from 2018 mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. 2019. Uh-huh. Um, and then that position changed oh. because uh, the most uncomfortable thing was the name. Yes. No, that, <laughs> about made, people yeah, uncomfortable. that made people, that made way people more uncomfortable. I have yeah. a note for the intimacy coordinator. Could you not be called the intimacy coordinator? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with having a nipple brush, but can you please just be called something else? I believe uh, what was being thrown around was dry hump governor. <laughs> I think that was the that's, other term being thrown right. around. Option, the, the second choice option that we didn't go with. It was intimacy coordinator or dry hump governor. And you know, I think we went the wrong way. I'm going to be honest. I think we, we went the wrong way. Um, I, I, did, I, I wrote in a vote for pump chaplain. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate it. it. I liked it. Um, to answer your question, I don't think the nudity is me working out um, any major things because it is all based on real things in my life. But each episode, um, no, I would say it's pretty comedy. Like it's each episode's dealing with like death or dealing with um, helping a friend or dealing with marriage or dealing with parenting. Like they're all sort of grounded in very real things that are happening and that's what I think keeps the show grounded and relatable so everything sort of matters 
um, versus just, well, that's a weird, awkward thing that happened. And then I got into a weird little thing at the supermarket. Like we pepper it with that, but ever, all the things around it are very like having to, you know, be friends with someone for a long time. And then eventually you're like, I have nothing in common with this person. You have to like, let them go out of your life. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, because when you're young, you hang out with anybody. Yes. And then when you start to get older, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, I have specific values and that person kind of sucks for those values. Exactly. And like, it's run its course. And that's just like a really hard thing to navigate through. June Rayfield plays the woman that I used to waitress with, uh, that, I get into and she is fucking hilarious. She's amazing. Um, She's so perfect. I can't even. It's a really like really nuanced specific role because you don't want them to just play them as assholes because then you're like then it's not hard to break. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You want to be like okay they're annoying but like they're not horrible. You know. It's like where you start to feel like a bad. Am I a bad person? Am I a bad person? Because I don't want to be around this. Deal with this. Like whatever. But then it pushes the point where you're like I don't have the energy for this and (laughs) I can't. I can't. Everyone has a friend like that. Ours is Jill. So I'm hoping everyone's got a Jill. Yeah. Friend breakups. Yeah, friend breakups. Dealing with death in a certain couple different ways. Now, do you feel and, like with a friend yeah. breakup, is it better just to do a definitive breakup no. or is it better just to God, ghost? No. Drift ghost, away? Ghost, ghost, ghost. Oh, I've been so busy. Literally just take a little longer. Yeah. I will say having have, kids is... I was going to ask, did you have a kid so that you could ghost your yes, friends to have an excuse? Yes, yeah. the only reason that I have my daughter. But I will say I've taken full advantage of it. As soon as I had her, it was like anything I don't want to do or anyone no, I don't want to see. Sorry. I have a kid. Sorry. I, yeah, it's just like, ugh, can't get, ugh. And then it's just like, well, then you lose touch and you haven't seen someone for so long. And they eventually, you know. You know what I want to, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in exploring the idea of, because I feel like there's so many things in our culture that tell people how to, like, how to get successful. Like, how to have the mindset to get successful. But we don't have the, but I think there's this idea that, like, once you're successful, like, you're set. But, ugh. like, no one really talks about how to be successful or maintain success, which is, of course, is a, a, a privilege yeah. a problem to come from, but it can really fuck people up in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, and so you had said, like, oh, complaining about getting everything you yeah. wish for. But what are some of the ways that you've managed to um, properly handle being successful without kind of going crazy? I feel like I'm such a terrible person to answer this because one – I don't feel like I'm – I feel like I'm doing well, but I also am like, it's a show on True TV and now streaming on Netflix. Yep. Um, was that no. uh, Was that awkward the way I got real close to the – No, no, no. You it, did – Like an ad? Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it was an ad though, technically. I mean if you – you know, it really, okay. it really was an ad. Um, so I, I feel like um, – Getting real. Real <laughs> stories. Real stories. Um, so I don't feel like I walk around going, oh, I'm successful. Like, I'm like, it's a small show on true TV that not a ton of people watch, but the people who watch it love it. So I don't necessarily, um, feel, and I've been so busy since the show has started that I literally am never out. So people are like, oh, are people recognize you? And like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't go out. But that's a different kind of success metric. The fact is that you are full-time employed. Yes. On a show that you created, that you star in, that you're controlling, that you you work with some of your favorite people. Mm-hmm. One of them, maybe if his schedule is better was next better. year, then he'll, be, happened, he'll but... be able to do it. Yeah. But it, if uh, that to me is like that is that's that's the, that's a massive amount of success. Yeah, it's been it's hard, and I think I've just been like going, 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 and just. I'm a little scared for January. I'm not going to lie. January Jones? 
Yeah, I feel like she's well, not I going in a rage. I, I don't know why we. I didn't mean to. I don't do know that. her. Like that was a bad. That was a bad. I was the guy who's like people say I should do stand up. <laughs> <laughs> I just was the. I was that. guy. It wasn't great. No, it wasn't. I think we can all admit. I would like to apologize to January Jones for and and pulling, the two of us in this room. Pulling, to, yes, to both of you and to and to her for pulling her into a very. Poorly conceived bit. Yeah, she didn't deserve it. I humbly apologize. And in fact, I'm going to... Oh, I already took my vitamins. I was going to take vitamins. <laughs> I just... Because I was going to forget otherwise. Oh, got it. Got it. Um, what were we just saying? I was going to answer something. We were talking oh, about success. So I am a little worried about January just in terms of... Oh, God. I can't... Now that I just said that sentence again, all now I can think of is... Hang on. Here it comes. Are you talking about January <laughs> Jones? <laughs> Because, I'm just moving through that, um, because it's been like two and a half years since I've sort of had to address my life, mm-hmm. and everything's just sort of been pushed and pushed and on hold and all that well, stuff. Well, when you shove things away, they just go away, right? They don't come crashing back yeah. <laughs> due I, to in, in unattention. I like a sh- dark shadow that's like lurking. <laughs> like, anytime I get like a little moment, it's like... Oh, your husband. Oh, <laughs> family. Moving. Oh, family. Other jobs. What are you doing to do next? Like it's just, friendships you've let fall to the wind. Do you even have friends anymore? Hey, it's Andrea. Who? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. So I haven't really had time to even like process through a lot of stuff. I will say. Um, so January's gonna, I feel like that's gonna be the first time where I actually am like, oh God, what is, where am I? What is my life? What? You're gonna have, it's gonna take you probably a good week to decompress where you're not waking up feeling late for something or the stress of like, what do I, what and do also, I do? also just, you get sort of addicted to the stress. I do like addicted to the schedule and the always, and like, I'm always really productive when I'm really busy and it's like knocking stuff off your list and this and that. And I'm like, Ooh, that's going to be really hard. I know it will be hard for me. Re-entry. I was caught the re-entry into the real world. Yeah. Um, is hard. Your daughter's going to be like, please stop giving me notes on my homework. I- no joke. <laughs> when I finished last season and I had like three weeks off and she had been just like begging and waiting and waiting till I was, you know, time like, can you pick me up from school, please? And so I was like picking her up from school every day and then home and like, hey, wait, let me look at that homework, <laughs> you know? And like, no, no, actually you need to practice piano before blah, 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 blah. And then I was, I literally, she was like, ugh, and I was like, careful what you wish for, huh? <laughs> Now mom's yeah. not going anywhere. I guess maybe, you know, wishing mommy was home before six o'clock isn't so fun anymore, huh? Uh, your daughter's calling your agent like, please book her on something. <laughs> I just need space. I just need a couple hours after school. I just didn't realize how sweet I had it. I had it so good. I know. So good. That, yeah. That's like that's like the people who are like when they're not in a relationship, they're like, I wish I was in a relationship. And then they're in a relationship. And you're like, hey, you're in a relationship. And they immediately start complaining. You're like, yes. this is what you wanted. wanted. I know. The fuck? I you know? know? I don't know. I guess I just, you know, those are the friends you like. All right. This is, I don't. Those are the ones that you have to let go. Some people are more work. Yeah. It, honestly, and what I, I know we're talking cavalierly, but, and, and I have, I don't want to sound like I just like drop friends, but there are those people. It are the people that you maybe didn't have a ton in common and you just sure. sort of, whatever circumstance you hung out a lot. And, and it's just, you're like, I've given you good advice for 12 years. <laughs> like, 
I've literally listened to your shitty relationship and you're changing jobs and I've given you such good advice. You are like, yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. And then you never follow it, make the worst decision you could and then come back and it's like, I'm too tired for there, this. There isn't, yeah. I have responsibilities of my own. Yeah. And there's that thing that you can't say, which is like, you know, in all those relationships and jobs and life situations, yeah. there was one constant. Yeah, exactly. And at 30, it was kind of cute. And it wasn't Maggie in accounting. It wasn't her. It wasn't... I, I wish there was a situation where those people would even be in a place where there was accounting. <laughs> Where that was even that settled of a department. It's just, we're we're just like the permanent adolescence of (laughs) performer life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand. Mm -hmm. No, but I am very excited for season two. It's been, it was harder in certain ways. The writing was harder because the first season I had all the stories kind of that I wanted to tell, like ready to go. It's like, I always, people are like, it's like your first album. You're like, that's the album you've been creating for your whole life. And then they're like, now do it again. And you're like, what? In one twentieth of the time. Exactly. And so then you're like, oh God, I just don't want that second album to suck. Right. But you really, it really, you really do understand what, I mean, as a consumer, I'm so much more forgiving now. Like even albums from bands, you know, like a second album that wasn't as good. I'll go back and take a listen. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard if to like do that. If like three of the tracks are really good that's great you gotta give it to you him. gotta give it to him yeah exactly so that's been sort of my fear and like driving force because i love season one so much and it was kind of you know it's so rare you get anything in your life where you get to do the exact show that you want and to have a show that you're in control of all this and it's so personal it's based on real stories and it won't last forever because i can't do this forever one right. and you can't keep it really good forever because it does start to get repetitive if you want to keep the character nuanced and not caricature at a certain point, you can only do so many stories that actually could happen in real life. But the next season will freshen up with the introduction of whatever my character is. I assume <laughs> that the character will be similar <laughs> to the January Jones. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, well, you know. You know you just created your character I'm just today. like walking into a, yeah, I'm going to read it and be like, oh my God, you've made me horrible. Yeah. Yeah. The, and by the way. What have you learned? Based <laughs> Based on based on true events. Mm-hmm. No, I real was, stories. I was real. <laughs> yeah, now your real stories. <laughs> what sort of a sea hag voice was it? <laughs> real stories. <laughs> Are we making fun of other people's voices? What? No. Is that what we're doing? Now? I don't think that's what we're doing right now. Really? Is that what we're doing? It just seems like it's if like that's the, if that's the can we're opening. <laughs> Are these the rules now? Um, I do worry that people now are scared to be around me. Or stay, say stuff where they're like, oh, God, is this going to be in the show? Please don't put that in a thing. Although then there's the people who are purposely in my family, mostly in my in-law family. That you can use that, people? You can use that constantly or just really a lot a lot of pitching sure. coming at me. Yeah. And a, because my show has an edgier, somewhat dirtier thing... Some dirty stories of people you're not interested in hearing. That's a real hard comedy sword to swing because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, again, those the, the same type of people are like, and then the guy shits on the mm-hmm. floor, huh? And you're like, oh, well, it's a little more nuanced than just, yeah, but your show's dirty. Yeah. Well, it, it, well, yeah, but, but like it's, yeah. you know, there's ways to. I definitely get like a lot of like awkward where people do stuff crazy and they're terrible. And I'm like, 
I don't think that's actually the character I've created. I'm actually like not crazy and I'm a good right. parent and whatever. Like there's a lot of like terrible parent stories that people pitch me like and then I locked myself in my car and my kids were banging on it trying to get in and I was like I'm on the phone and I was like <laughs> What? Why did you not let your... Why? And then <laughs> you leave the baby on the roof, yeah. and then you drive off. No, wait, wait what? That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. But when family, distant family members are pitching you just sex stories or things about Ooh. them, that's what I'm talking about, where you're like, I'm really un- never going to use this, but also... I don't need to know this about you. People opening up, especially last season, I had a thing about ass cubes, which was based on a real. <laughs> you just said that so casually. <laughs> you know, I had this thing about ass cubes. A lot of us do. And uh, I mean, everyone's got an ass It was cubes. A based on a real story of a friend of ours that we set up with a preschool teacher or whatever, who she, we ended up turning out. They had a great date, many dates, but it, like she loved putting ice up her butt and asked him to lick it out. And then we all knew this. And then our... <laughs> friends had to drop their kid off what yeah clearly you haven't seen my show but that's fine <laughs> well, i didn't see that one well it's and that's the a third thing that, episode and that's of the a season. thing that really happened yes the preschool teacher yeah and then i started calling them ass cubes <laughs> and whatever so whatever so it's an episode and it's in it we have it our kindergarten our preschool teacher we set up with jason minzukas and the character whatever and like they really hit it off and he's really into it like really like this is actually someone i'd want to spend my life with but then there's the ice cubes whatever any of all this other stuff but because of that, I have been the recipient, which I have so many mixed feelings about because part of me is like, this is everything I ever dreamed of, of a lot of people telling me what they have put up their butt. Oh, my God. Family members? Family members. When it's just strangers, like on the internet, sending me like whatever, I find it delightful. Like other frozen things, mostly. Um, we had an assistant editor last season. And on the last day, we t- um, Joey and I took everyone out for lunch. And at this thing, and it was this, whatever, this sort of unassuming, nice woman. And at the lunch, she was like, just so you know, I've put frozen grapes up my butt. <laughs> and it was just like... So you know. Yeah, it was just like, oh. And then this other older woman, who was another assistant editor, pulled me aside after the lunch and was like, I was too embarrassed to say this at lunch. But I do all my housework nude. <laughs> and like, because there was something where I was pantsless... Oh, gotcha, In the show, gotcha. whatever. And I was just like, well, this is delightful. I will say I found all that delightful. But when it's family members That's or weird. just people, I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm not interested that. to know. Okay, so the ice cubes, I mean, not to get too graphic, but the ice cubes go in the butt and then mm-hmm. you're supposed to... Lick it out. <laughs> as it melts? Uh-huh. I think <laughs> I've spent too much time thinking about this, by the way. I've... I think what it is, it's the... Uh, coldness of the ice in your butt with the warm tongue. Oh! I think that's... I think... I need... I wish there was a sorbet for the brain. Okay. You fucking asked me. I didn't expect it. Well, what answer... When you asked me the question, what sort of clean, sort of cute answer was gonna come after... I don't understand. I thought it was going to be one of those like, it, it takes all types. Like, I didn't know. It was be like, well, it's the combination You've of the met coldness. Me? With the- you think I'm just going to go, takes all types. <laughs> really? That's when you went into that question, you were like, Andrea's probably just going to go, I don't know. She's definitely not going to launch into a very well thought out, clearly too thought out process where she has broken it down. Into an uncomfortable way. There's a spreadsheet in her head yes. of all the elements. Spreadsheet that make for this sure. Work. All right. That's so funny. 
Yeah. If you think I haven't spent hours thinking and talking about what the upside of that the, is. The logistics yes. and the, the mechanics. Also, what size is the ice cube? Yeah, exactly. Is it crushed ice? Are is they it, big cubes? Is, it, is, a, it, is it a... Sir, is it like a cocktail? <laughs> you know, those circle ones. Is it... You know, Did they, how long does it have tray? to get there? Is it like Han Solo frozen in carbonite in an ice cube? I'll tell you what I really spent some time with was, we were talking about in the writer's room, and then this is where it really, I someone said something about um, putting it in and then walking back. I was like, walking back? <laughs> walking back to you where? You think that someone goes in the kitchen, puts the ice up their butt, and then has to clench <laughs> their way back to the bedroom? Like, no, no. I assume the ice is brought into the bedroom. Oh, so if so, if you go into a bedroom with someone and they have a freezer in their bedroom or an ice tray, well, then it's then, up, you, then, then you know then you this happens know. a lot. But I feel like again, and I don't have the details of how this happened with our friend, although I'm sure he would tell me because um, he loves. By the way, he is thrilled that he has been immortalized in ice cubes. Um, Brett, I'll just say it. Okay, great. Because <laughs> he wants me to. He wants you to. He say wants it. me he to. Tell people. Yeah, yeah, it's Brett. Um, is I assume she said, you know, something that I'd love is I'd love you to put ice on my mouth. Why is she whispering? Well, they're intimate. The intimacy coordinator insists that hey! <laughs> insists that they're quiet just to set a nice just, comfortable just to set the tone. tone. Just to set the tone. And then she's like, I'd love you to put ice on my mouth. And he's like, oh, okay. And should I go to the kitchen? Yeah. So then it's he the, goes it's to It's like the, walking through the steps. Yeah, it's of, the walking yeah. through the steps of how did it all... And you just hear from the other room the... Oh, shit. Crushed. Oh, first it's... Uh, it was on water. I'm sorry. And then put it over the ice. Crushed? No, not crushed. And then, okay. And then they got to switch it to the next thing of... So where'd you say you grew up? Like, they don't know each other very well. Yeah. And then he had to, he doesn't know the kitchen well, so it took him a while to find a cup to, or a bowl to put the ice in. Or did he just put it in his hand? Like, there's so much logistics. But it'll melt. The heat of his body will melt. I assume back. He's he, had put it, he put it in a in cup. A, in a cup or a bowl. I imagined a glass. I don't know Do why. I bring a spoon? No, I'm not a fucking animal. Like, he doesn't know the like what you're supposed to... And then also, tongs? Do you get tongs? No, I think at that point it's just right with the hand. I mean, yeah, you think so? Tongs? <laughs> you're about to lick ice out of someone's butt. I don't think you're like... I'm not about tongs. to. No, no, no. person in the store. Lydia! <laughs> We've got us a rise for you, Chris. <laughs> oh my God, this is my birthday almost. <laughs> it's almost your birthday. Yeah, the, log- the logistics of it, yeah. and then a- and then afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, no, you know, like. Do- By the way, I'm like all for it. And absolutely, on like, the show, be in- I, I have a line where I'm like, I actually envy her and Tom, who plays Mike, uh, who's like, what? And I'm like, because she's like 23 and knows. To even ask to put ice up her butt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I wish I had been, like, adventurous or cool enough at that age to be like, you know what? I'd love you to go in the other room, (laughs) find a glass, change the settings on my fridge, get the ice, come back to my room, and put ice up my butt and lick it out with your warm tongue. I just wish. Why did you have to add the adjective before? It just made it so much I more knew. visceral. I know. It's for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I will admit that one was really, for you. Really, <laughs> really appreciate that. Some people listening are like, yeah, I can see why they broke up. This is really. No, I think people are listening going, those two have got something. <laughs> How do you 
how do you mask how, how weird wonderfully I am? vile your sense oh. of humor is around? Your, like, does are you are you kind of like do you let a little of it? I mean, obviously, in respect with respectful um, uh, tones, but around <laughs> your kid, where it's like you have a vile sense of humor, but you have to like protect the yeah. the child. I, I don't find it that hard. I, I feel like, obviously, on my show, I push my sense of humor to the extreme limit. And when I'm hanging out with you or f- comedy friends, you know yeah. what I mean? But I'm not a crazy person. I, <laughs> the most of my day is spent being a normal person Well, yeah, because the thing, that I, the thing that I was going like, to say is like... When most people don't know that I'm anything like this. When you were checking your daughter's homework, I know you to be an, a thoroughly academic person. Yes. Who is a stickler for grammar <laughs> and a stickler for... The, you know, yeah. like, like really, really, really... Um, uh, like, I don't know. Academic, I guess, is the yeah, best I'm word. academic, yeah. yeah. And I would say most of my life is spent not being vile or funny it's running a production it's dealing with people all day it's running meetings it's you know what i mean and it's being a mom and it's being a wife and dealing with logistics of moving and this and that and homework and play dates and you know what i mean yeah most of my day is not this this is delightful because right now it's just me sitting in an editing room going let me see that one again right no no oh you know oh fuck wait no why don't we have that t- why is that the coverage how do you even know at a certain point where you're like i don't know what's funny anymore the words just your brain sound starts like to noises it, that's the hardest part is keeping your brain the focus through editing yeah. i will say it's draining that's the part that really gets you because you can't take a break really. speaking of draining ice cubes make sense uh-huh. now that i'm thinking of <laughs> see wait what this is where I'm going to say something gross, and then you're going to be like, eh, and I'm going to be like, well, now you've brought it back to this for the third time. No, it's you. But I was just thinking about if you're going to put things in your butt, that's probably one of the safer things because it, it can't get stu- – it melts. And it's not introducing a foreign object or any sort of like foreign – like food, like – I, I don't know why I think of when the person told me about the grapes, I was like, oh, what if like a piece of the skin came off and then you didn't know it was in there and then it starts to rot and then you're like, what is that? What's happening down there? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, ice is a great choice. Um, is it normal for a human body to produce wine? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> I mean, grapes. What would it take? I got it. But that's so many grapes. <laughs> So many grapes. I imagined like three. Now I'm imagining. Your acknowledgement. (laughs) What is happening? You never. My favorite thing about you is that you're like a goalie. Like there's no way to get any. You are so. You could be in the middle of a crisis and someone could throw out a premise and and you could be like. Ass cubes, like you'd still yes, like, and someone, <laughs> some they're just a, a handful of people in the world. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like most of the time I'm sort of like so taken down. Like when I'm here with you, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. but the rest of my life, I I hate to say it, but I think I'm relatively boring. Actually, like there's a lot of people that when they have seen my show who have known me for years, including a lot of my in laws and a lot of my family. Who are like, what? <laughs> who legitimately are just like, who is this? But they know you're funny. I mean, you're always funny. I feel like I've stopped. Like, there's definitely now times where it's just less energy to just be pleasant. <laughs> Comedy is 
and so hungry I, person's game. So I feel like when, especially when I'm working and editing and then all this, when I go to like a family thing or I go to whatever and it's not with comedy people, like people are expecting me to be really funny and I'm tired and I literally am just like, oh, thank you so much. This is so nice. And I kind of shut down and I'm just boring and pleasant. So Do you want to do a drama at any point? You know what? I feel like I've done, I've said this before. I was like, yes, I want to do a drama. And then I did one drama and I was like, well, this is boring. <laughs> like the time on set was boring. Right. Because the hours are long on everything. But at least in comedy, you get some laughs during the day. Um, no, I would Just to love have to, to go on set and be like, no, you don't talk to me like that, Bill. Cut. We got it. Okay. I guess I'm going home. Yeah, I, I did this movie that came out this year, Summer 03, and that was kind of a dramedy. Um, and so, I yes, I, I do want to kind of do more grounded, you know, in the dramedy world. But like... But not I, a hardcore... Not a hardcore drama. I also, and not to be... I find that sometimes dramatic actors are... A bit much. A bit much. <laughs> and on again, set. On, on set, set. On set. Where, again, and that's just my being kind of judgmental, but I'm like... Everyone needs to fucking relax a little bit. Like, I know we're making a drama, but why are we making the whole fucking day a drama? Right. Um, Can I still... not call you your character? Yeah, I mean, when we're that, over at craft service, yeah, molding or just bread a lot of low energy. And I know people need to get in care. And again, this is all my thing. I just, it's not as much fun. Right. 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 Yeah, right. It just isn't. I understand. Well, you don't have to. You can. I think. And I'm a good time girl. You know what I mean, Chris? What? You know what I mean? I just, I like a good time. What just happened? I don't know, but that's not... I mean, I remember... I'm like a real good time girl. I remember doing a lot of crossword puzzles with you, but I don't... Are you saying that I was not fun? (laughs) No. Is that what just happened? I remember doing a lot of crossword puzzles with you. That makes it sound like I'm the lamest. We had so much fun together. We had an amazing time. It was just because... We did a lot of crossword puzzles together. And That's you were it. very we're getting a divorce. And you were a from stickler this with grammar. Marriage. You make me sound like I'm a fucking worst asshole. First of all, I'm like, am I, even when you said a stickler for grammar, I was like, I'm okay with grammar. Meanwhile, I'm like not a stickler for meanwhile, grammar. Meanwhile, you were amazing and I was like, Where is it? Where are we gonna go to get I'm just gonna go get another beer. <laughs> yeah. You were great. You were you were amazing actually, but it, it <laughs> I just mean, you're you were doing a character uh-huh. like you were this crazy party uh-huh. girl, uh-huh. and then I was just I was grounding that and saying mm-hmm. like, oh, we did a lot of crossword puzzles, I get it. which are fun. We, we touched a nerve. Crosswords are real. I love a crossword, <laughs> and we did. Do you still do the crossword puzzles? No, I don't have time. You you were you were pretty slick with the New York Times crossword puzzles. No, I, I was decent at best. Uh, the L.A. Times ones, I could. There were, I just remember a lot of folded, mm-hmm. where it's like where you fold mm-hmm. the paper into mm-hmm. like a little folio. And I then... still like a crossword puzzle for sure, but I'm I don't do them as much. You just don't have time. I don't have time. Poker too, by the way. I used to be a huge poker player. I used to play before my daughter was born. I played two, three times a week, and I made a lot of money playing poker. And um, now my Poker game has just gone to shit. I played a night recently. Kids I was like, ruin everything. <laughs> well, now it's my job. Ugh, Ugh. Gross. Ugh, barf. Um, it's like really cutting in on my poker skills. You know, seriously, what I mean? could you just have less needs as you're developing into <laughs> I'm a, a person? Time party girl who <laughs> loves to play poker <laughs> and do crossword puzzles. No, Chris. What? That doesn't help my good time. 
I Good Time Party Girl can do crossword puzzles too. No. What's a four-letter word? For, for sex it. <laughs> Fuck. That's the kind of crossword puzzle <laughs> I do. Okay, I don't think the New York Times crossword puzzle. But <laughs> uh, when's the last time you did one, Chris? Trust me. There's a lot of, what's another word for, what did I say? Sex it? Sexy? Sexy? I, think I said sex it. Sex Which se- wasn't great. Sex it? And then the answer was fuck. Is sex it where the porn industry breaks from the EU? I feel like that's what that is. <laughs> Ugh, I did not think sex it was going to pass. I mean, people did not vote. Yeah. People didn't get out and vote. Thanks, Theresa May. (laughs) Or thanks. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You know that there is a porn or something called sex it, right? Probably. Based on Brexit. (laughs) I mean. And if there isn't, I will shoot it. This year, you're going to the polls. No, oh, I don't. Chris. I don't know what. I loved that. Oh, was that was that one okay? So my boss Just was right. I, I could try comedy. Like Just I could one try. Poll. Well, I hope we didn't drive people too crazy. No, you we know, probably the, did. The thing savages. Nothing more annoying than hearing two people who think each other are funny. <laughs> And just and have known each other known forever. Each other forever, just talking about stuff. You just nothingness, and clearly delighting themselves. And you're just going. I'm just trying to get to Long Beach. I think and- it's good that these two <laughs> did not end up together because Again, the world just really would not have. I feel like we're going to get a lot of feedback of the opposite. I feel like <laughs> there's going to be a, a national movement to get us back together. We need to be prepared. We need to prepare Jeremy and Lydia and just be like, listen, this is going to be coming at us. We got to band together. Listen, this is trending right now. Okay. (laughs) America is really hashtag. America wants Sadgwick. (laughs) (laughs) America America and some parts of Canada and Australia. Obviously. Want this. Hardvidge. (laughs) Oh my God. That is a horrible Hardwick? Just based on the the name combination, it just would never work. Sadwick. It never, it would never work. Uh, I don't know why you're against. It just seems like you're against us getting back together. I really feel like our (laughs) spouses and our... Listen, I understand it's going to be hard on both our families. (laughs) But it's America. You know what I mean? I just don't know. And I don't know if I'm ready for a fully grown child at this point. I mean, it seems like Just a little her. much. Okay. She's looking for a new dad. <laughs> no, she's One that's not, not forcing her to move. Oh, don't bring up the move. I gotta go. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm okay. so sorry. I gotta go back to work. You gotta go back to work now? Yeah. And focus on the move? No, I gotta go back to work and focus on editing. And God assume damn it. that everything else with the move is going smoothly. Oh, you're the fucking best, Andrea Savage. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for coming. I think this was the earliest podcast we've ever recorded. 9 a.m. We recorded <laughs> this, was, this podcast. This was early for... I know. I was. I, I'm, thank you for accommodating that. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't mind getting up early and, and doing a podcast at 9 a.m. Makes you feel alive. What time do you normally do them? Just whenever people are available. Oh, okay. What be... time do you normally get up? Well, I get up at well, you get up at three, four, or four, three or four. You watch some Cheers. I watch some Cheers. I fall back asleep around five thirty uh-huh. or six. I wake up again at seven thirty or eight. Oh, okay. So you're not live, sleeping in. No, life. no, no, no. I don't sleep in. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a sleep in type of a person. What time do you go to bed at night? Um, you, you know, I usually fall asleep around. I hope this is fast. I hope this is still part of it. Because <laughs> this, is, this is fascinating. Well, you know, I like to 
Get into bed. Oh, no, no. Around. No more nope. characters. Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You just fall asleep yeah. around 11.30. Okay. 11.30 so or 12. a lot. No. That's not a lot of sleep. No, not really. Not really. Why are you looking at me sideways? That's just not good for you. Well, it's, you know, everyone has their own okay. amount of sleep that they're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's my amount. How okay. much do you sleep? Um, I wish I slept more. I could sleep more. So I could sleep in. Um, I try, I need eight hours to sleep a night or I don't feel great. Really? I don't get it all the time now, but yeah, usually I try. I can't imagine what my life would be like if I just slept for eight hours straight. I can't, Im- I have done that before. I find that my straight isn't as much anymore. Like I'll wake up a little bit and then have to go back to sleep. Not Yeah. Yeah. I, I got that going a little bit now. I, I do every once in a while. I'll do it, and then I'll go. I feel amazing. I think this is what I'm supposed to feel like all, all the, the time. time. But I just, you know, I just wake up. What's on your phone? What are you doing? What do you got to be somewhere? What do you got to do? My mom. What'd your mom say? The other Sharon Lee. The other Sharon Lee. Okay. My mom is a Sharon Lee. Yes. As well. Um. So my mom came over last night because I was recording this in the morning and my husband couldn't do drop-off tomorrow. So she slept over last night to take my daughter to school this morning sure. and made us dinner, Aww. which she is amazing. I know. So she came and made us this amazing dinner. There was She had bought gone to Costco and bought the largest jar of olives that I've ever seen. And I made fun of this jar of olives all night long because she was like, well, a small jar is $5 at the store and this one was $8, but it was... So many Kalamata olives that you've never, I mean, like the biggest thing I've ever seen. I don't even eat all, I don't even like olives. So she's like, well, I'll leave you some olives. I was like, no. She goes, for company. I go, for company. For company. I'm just throwing Kalamata olives at people. And yeah. also, when am I having company? I don't yeah. have company. Yeah. So anyway, I made fun of this and I said, I want it. I want a weekly report of what's going on with these olives. I want pictures and I want to find out when you eventually have to throw them out because they're too old. And Is this where you get olives. the awkward family story about where olives are going? Yes. So I guess this is some... <laughs> now so you know the, why. So the text from my mom is where she put all those olives. No. <laughs> so I just got a text from my mom. Oh, God. Oh, boy. You don't have to worry about the olives anymore. Oh. On the way home, someone pulled out in front of me on... I won't say what street. And had to jam on my brakes, and the olive jar fell on the floor from the back seat and opened and spilled. <sighs> Did not hit anyone, and I still have half a jar of olives left. That jar went from not being able to be opened to opening, just falling on the floor. And now her car smells like olives. When I tell you, it was the most amount of olives that has ever seen. And again. And in a lot of liquid. This wraps around to be careful what you wish for. If you wish for a lot of olives, then you're going to have a car that smells like olives. And also just the fact that I'd made so much fun of these fucking olives. (laughs) And then the other part, which I didn't tell you, was... I showed up last night late. I, I, I got home a little late, and my mom was almost made, done making dinner. It was like 7.30, and I see this huge jar of olives. I'm like, what is that doing there? And she's like, well, I brought it for this dish I was making, but it won't open. And I was like, what do you mean it won't open? And then she was like, I couldn't get it open. And then my husband was there, and he was like, yeah, I tried. I can't get it open. And I was like, well, this is ridiculous. So I took the jar of olives, and I did my thing, and I fucking opened it. Oh, and I, shit. I was like, suck it! Like, and I, you spike the olives. So not only so not only did I make fun of the olives, they couldn't get they claimed no one could open these olives, and then I did hit it on the floor a couple times in three different spots on the lid, loose, and then it pops, and then you get it open. 
or you just slam on the brakes and have it explode and have it so in your anyway, backseat. So anyway, that's the fun story of my mom and the olives. Please tell you. <laughs> what was the thing? That everyone's been clamoring to hear. What was the thing? The, the title, something, mod- something modesty wear? The something, something modesty wear? Uh, flesh-colored? Flesh-colored modesty wear. <laughs> Yeah, th- that was the flesh-colored modesty wear at the end of this filthy podcast. That was a nice, wholesome story. Yeah. That, uh, But just know how much I appreciate you, and I think you're the best. And I'm so excited Thanks, that your show's coming back in 2019. Um, thank Yay, you for being here, Andrea Savage. Enjoy your burrito in your butt. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time for Ending Word Salad. See, I told you I was going to call it that. I could just shorten it to word salad, but I just, there's something delightfully clunky about ending word salad. Um, So I'm just going to go with that until it annoys even me to the point where I shorten or change it. But uh, this one doesn't have so much to do with the episode that you just listened to with Andrea Savage. Uh, It was so much fun chatting with her and catching up. Uh, But this is, Lydia and I watched American Gods. Uh, which is great if you haven't seen it. It's based on uh, Neil Gaiman's American Gods. And, uh, I mean, how could you not watch Ian McShane do anything? So if you're familiar with the show, Ian McShane's character, Mr. Wednesday, says something to Ricky Whittle's character, Shadow, um, that it just – it was just one of those things that just clicked into place. And it was very Swearingen-esque. If you're a Deadwood fan as well. But anyway, uh, so Mr. Wednesday, you know, Shadow's stressing about something that's happening on the show. And Mr. Wednesday says, uh, do not bleed before you are wounded. And (laughs) that is, it was such a succinct, perfect way to say, like, yeah, don't stress out over shit that hasn't happened yet. And I just, I feel like... That's a quality, certainly a quality that I have, certainly a quality that a lot of my friends have. If you listen to this podcast and you have even a slightly nerdier, obsessive personality, then you probably, too, bleed before you are wounded. Um, I don't know. I played a lot of chess when I was growing up, and so I was sort of conditioned to think several moves ahead to survive in a game. And so I think of all the possibilities and the these are all the worst case scenarios and I'm trying to prepare. And I think that's where it comes from. I think we bleed before we're wounded because we're it's, it's a protection mechanism. It's a survival mechanism. We're trying to protect ourselves. Like, oh my God, if I get hurt in this random, weird, horrible way, you know, at least uh, I'm prepared for it. But are you? Are you really prepared for it? I mean, shitty things happen. Good things happen and shitty things happen. And how many things... Have you bled before you were wounded? And then you never got wounded. So, I don't know. Why bleed twice? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, give yourself a break. When you find yourself 
and I and I am listening to myself say this as much as I am telling it to you. It's easy to give advice. I'm not saying I'm amazing at following all this stuff, but it's it's easy to have perspective when you're talking to other people. So I'm listening as well as talking. But um, you know, go easy on yourself. Give yourself a break. There's no. There's no need to be mopping up blood when you haven't been wounded yet. You know, uh, you, 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 you lie in bed. A lot of times it happens at night. That's when the anxiety gnomes come and start nibbling on your brain tissue. Uh, anxiety happens a lot at night. You know, it's like everything else. The world is quiet. The whole day is sort of, you know, just sort of processing and falling down through your brain like a rain stick that you just turned upside down. And... You know, what about this? What about that? Oh, this, this. And then it starts to spiral because, you know, it's not just it. You know, if we could just sort of say, well, this might happen here, so I want to be prepared. But you know how we are. We, I'm assuming that you are too. It's you, you will, the, the, the worst case scenario and catastrophizing just leads to bigger and worst scenarios that are playing out in your brain. And then you're just wrapped up in a cocoon of anxiety and just, just no need. Why do that to yourself? Be nicer to yourself, please. Honestly, you know, if anything in 2019 is the year of you deserve to be nice to yourself and you deserve nice things and you do not deserve to bleed all over the place when you have not been wounded. You you know, worry is a misuse of your imagination. Okay, you have a good imagination. If you are, if you're concocting all these crazy scenarios in your mind about horrible things that could go wrong, just stop yourself and go, wow, I'm a creative person. Maybe I should, and I'm proving it right now, maybe I should apply this creativity to other things, to constructive things. Or at least if you're aware that you're a bleeder before you're wounded, then you, sometimes that even the knowledge of that alone will cauterize the wound and it'll just like Wolverine style just heal up right there before your brain's very eyes. So uh, that's the word salad for today. Do not bleed before you are wounded. It doesn't do you any good. And it just creates a mess that you're going to have to clean up with a sponge and then wring it out and go, I didn't have to do this. Uh, and then then that'll be a whole separate thing that you'll beat yourself up about. So don't do that either. Uh, all right, that is it for today. Uh, I hope you have a great day and uh, or night or whatever. And uh, stop that bleeding. ID 10T scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito. It's all a lighthearted nightmare on our podcast, Morbid. We're your hosts. I'm Alina Urquhart. And I'm Ash Kelly. And our show is part true crime, part spooky, and part comedy. The stories we cover are well-researched. He claimed and confessed to officially killing up to 28 people. With a touch of humor. I'd just like to go ahead and say that if there's no band called Malevolent Deity, that is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This mother lied like a liar like a liar and if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal or you love to hop in the way back machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes you should tune in to our podcast morbid follow morbid on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen to episodes early and ad free by joining wondery plus in the wondery app or on apple podcasts